When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you like what you're hearing right now? Then be sure to check out VOC Nation. Whether it's on VOCNation.com or your favorite podcast provider, VOC Nation offers the greatest in live and on-demand content, great interviews, and incredible insight from those who have lived the business. Seven days a week, VOCNation.com. And don't forget to check us out on Twitter at VOCNation. Thank you for joining another edition of Bumps and Thumps, the talk of wrestling. I'm Brian Ferguson. My guest today is known in the ring as Attila Khan. He has worked with some of the greats, including Harley Race, Haku, Cowboy Bob Orton Jr., Abdullah Butcher, and many others. He is currently working for Herb Simmons in the South Southern Illinois Championship Wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to introduce Mr. Dennis McCause. Dennis, thanks for coming on today. Brian, thanks for having me. I truly appreciate it. Yeah, I've been waiting for this for a long time. You know, <laughs> I, I first saw you in the ring uh, last summer in mm -hmm. uh, Springfield, Missouri. Okay. Uh, when you were doing an event for Mid-States Wrestling, Jace, Space Cowboy Jason Jones' promotion. Mm -hmm. And I just... I loved it because it, it <laughs> felt it felt so real. It felt so like old school. And then mm -hmm. when we met each other in uh, at the CAC reunion in Vegas, and we actually talked for a while, um, mm -hmm. it was it was just it was just wonderful. I'm so glad I was able to finally get you on here uh, to do this podcast. So thank you yeah. again for coming on. It's it, it, thank you. I mean, it's great because uh, you know Attila and Dennis are two very different people, and they uh, are. there's there, there's not a lot of uh, opportunity for Dennis. You know, Attila never speaks, and so Dennis <laughs> always tries to take a back seat as well. So <laughs> when it, when yeah. there's an opportunity to to get out and uh, you know talk about wrestling and what all is going on and yeah. some of the great things I've, I've got to see through the years, I, I love to do it. Yeah. Well, again, thank you coming on. It's been, uh, I've been waiting for it. I know you had a, a event this past weekend. Yes. Uh, yes. Up, uh, just north of St. Louis there. Um, yeah, we were in East Crowley. Tell Crowell us a little bit about that. Yeah. Yeah. So this past weekend, uh, we actually ran our last house show at the East Crowley Community Center. Uh, Herb's been running there for years. Uh, with special, you know, we travel around and take SICW to other locations, and we usually mm -hmm. do a couple big events at the Belclare Fairgrounds. And then every month we would do our house show and television taping there in East Crondelette. And so crowds are growing, things are growing. Uh, so we've decided um, starting in February, we're going to run out at the Belclare Fairgrounds where we do the big shows okay. every uh, couple times a year. Uh, it's going to a lot larger area to draw from and going to give us um, a, a bigger area to work in. And uh, it's going to, we're, we're really looking forward to it, but yeah, we, uh, this past weekend, um, 
full house. It, it was great. About 30 minutes before the show to come in and uh, they said, we need more chairs. And so that's always a good thing. And about 10 minutes, 15 minutes after the show had already started, uh, Andy comes back. So they're still walking in and we're out of chairs. So we got people wow. standing down the aisles. So it was good. Uh, we had a great card from top to bottom. Um, Kevin Sullivan was in. Andrew yeah. Anderson was in. Uh, he was just, I know, just had done your show recently. Yeah. And uh, the main event of the night, it was a six-man tag, Devastation Incorporated, uh, against Gary Jackson, Big Texan, Bobby D. And I, I don't want to give away what the finish was, but it was exciting. And it uh, yeah. there's some great th- great things to come. So yeah, uh, yeah. But it was it was it was a it was a great way to to say goodbye to the, the small community center and get ready for the, the next, next beginning for SICW. That's wonderful to hear that you guys are, are, are growing and are able to expand and, and, and knowingly, you know, have a vision for that because sometimes I know Herb's been doing this a long time. So he kind of knows Mm-hmm. when to expand and when not to. He's been doing this for quite a few years, so I, I know. But sometimes you grow too fast, and then it kind of doesn't do so well. But I, I know Herb. He's a smart man. And yeah, I, and there's I, no no wild guesses. They're all measured decisions, I can tell you that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm so excited. Also, you know, in, in May, you got the Bruiser Brody uh, Memorial. Yes. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, you got some great stars coming in for that, from what I've seen. Yeah, as of right now, I think he has um, about 13 legends booked. I'm not mm-hmm. sure how many he has announced yet. He's announced quite a few of them, but there's yeah. there's things being added almost every day to that. Um, yeah. It would be a full, full wrestling card that evening. Um, uh, a huge fan fest that day. Uh, the St. Louis Wrestling Hall of Fame is going to be there. There'll be vendors there. There'll be all the legends there. It, it will be a, uh, it'll be one heck of an event. There's a, a lot of work going into it, and it's great because we got people already calling, you know, reserving tickets and groups of yeah. tickets, and how do I get my tickets? So it, it's good. Yeah. I think it'll be a, a huge event. I'm looking forward to it. I am. Uh, I'm probably going to be there. I'll have to. Thank goodness it's only a few hours drive. So, cause you know, the next day is Mother's Day. So, you know, you got to be back for Mother's right. Day. Family oh, yes. And so, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So really excited about it. Let's get back to you, sir. Let's talk about how you got started, kind of your childhood a little bit, if we could, growing up, okay. getting into, you know, what you did as a kid and then kind of getting into the business. Sure. Um, you know, I grew up about 30 miles south of St. Louis. It's a, a small town by the name of Herculaneum. And uh, so if you grew up, you know, in that, in that St. Louis region um, and was a kid in the 70s and 80s, uh, a, a part of life was wrestling at the chase. You know, uh, Larry Matisic was the voice of your childhood. You had Jack Buck announcing the Cardinals. You had Larry Matisic announcing pro wrestling. And that was like the, the two sounds of your childhood. So I grew up watching wrestling at the chase, you know, uh, Bruiser Brody, my absolute hero growing up. And, you know, as I've become good friends with Barbara and, and Gail, uh, Frank's sister. 
through the years. And I, and I tell Barbara, I, I always say, you know, I, I have to watch it. I said, cause I'm going to embarrass myself. I said, I'm a grown man. I got almost 30 years in the wrestling business. But when I talk about Bruiser Brody, I revert back to like a 10 year old kid. I mean, I just, he was the quintessential wrestler for me. And, you know, that was my first exposure to um, people like Harley Race, uh, Ric Flair, Dick the Bruiser, Pat O'Connor, uh, just on and on. I mean, because St. Louis used to, you know, that was kind of the thing. They And Kevin Sullivan talked about it this weekend. You knew that you'd made it in the business when you wrestled in St. Louis. This was the Mecca. Yeah. So as I got a little bit older and, you know, I was heavily involved in athletics and played football and baseball. Um, friend of the family introduced us to Pat O'Connor and uh, Pat became a very close personal friend of the family uh, to the point that we did holidays together. You know, I got Thanksgiving oh, wow. dinner pictures, we got Pat O'Connor, you know, in the pictures and, you know, and that resulted in uh, getting tickets to uh, almost all the events in St. Louis and getting to sit up close and on those special occasions, you know, Pat would take us to the locker room, you know, and mm-hmm. Fay was still very strong in those days. But he would take me to the back and I get there's actually a picture of me and Harley Race uh, and my little brother's in it, too. Um, I, I'm a I'm a young teenager and Harley Race is the champion and I'm standing there. And we got a picture together wow. and that picture actually hung in his office um, until he passed away. You know, so it's wow. it's probably still there at the, the world, you know, WLW office somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was one of the things is that later on as I. I we'll get into, you know, going to work for Harley that I brought back up to him. Yeah. Um, Like I said, you know, growing up, being a huge wrestling fan, knowing Pat O'Connor, it was just really, wrestling has been a part of who I am. Yeah. Uh, Either as a fan or, you know, in the business, I'm starting my 29th year. Um, Wow. Congratulations. You know, my entire life. That's amazing. it's always I've wrestled that's four decades that I can check off that I've been in the business and so you know I I graduated high school Um, I was in the Marine Corps I'm a Desert Storm veteran a Marine Corps infantryman uh, combat veteran Um, did my four years came back to Missouri and it was that summer um my dad and my brother were heading to a, a St. Louis Cardinal baseball game. Mm-hmm. We drive by South Broadway Athletic Club. And they got the, on the marquees, this pro wrestling here, you know, this Saturday or whatever. I said, man, I, I haven't been able to go to a wrestling show, you know, for the last four years because I've been in the Marine Corps. I've been deployed. Yeah. I've been all over the world, you know. And yeah. so we went. And, uh, you know, we were sitting there and I'm watching it. And I, I look over at my dad and I said, you know, I can do this. And he said, you've lost your mind, which looking back, <laughs> he, he was accurate in that. I mean, that was a very good, you know, you, you got to be crazy to want to do it. And uh, yeah. something Haku and I just talked about recently. None of us are right. There's just some that's farther over, you know, than the others. But uh, <laughs> so, so anyway, I as I sat there and watched the show, I saw one of the wrestlers come out and he was going in the bar to get a beer. And it was dump truck Dave Perry, a, a local guy. And uh, I walked up to him and I said, hey, and it's something that anybody that's been in the business for any amount of time has heard a jillion times. I walked up and said, hey, I want to be a wrestler. 
And he says, <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, sure. Show up here on this night and uh, they'll, they'll talk to you. And that was, that was kind of how it started. He gave me the directions uh-huh. to the training gym and uh, Herb Simmons was involved with MMWA at the time as well. It was through all those years. So Herb actually goes back to my very first days in the business. We've been, to, we've been friends for 29 years wow. and um, just, uh, I think the world of him, the, he's always treated me like absolute gold. He's always been honest, you know, yeah. which the wrestling business sometimes just, that gets a little jaded at times and uh, mm-hmm. get into some, you know, some people are just not, but, right. you know, so, so I showed up, you know, to, to start training and uh, one of the first guys that I saw was a wrestler by the name of Johnny Jet, and he was a good guy. I didn't even know about babies and heels. I didn't know what that meant or any of that. I just knew he was a good guy because I'd just seen him. Yeah. And he... And he was like an absolute jerk, right? I walk up to him and I'm like, hey, I'm here to wrestle. And he's like, okay. You know, and it was just like these real short answers. And I thought, man, this guy's just a jerk, you know? But I didn't realize at the time how the business was. And it was still protected at that time. Um, mm-hmm. You know, some things had started to leak out or whatever, but it was still protected. You know, and this guy didn't know me from, you know, Adam walking right. up saying that. And, you know, uh, so when in made the initial contacts and training start, they actually, they sent me home the first night. They're like, okay, now I'll go home. You know, I got all my, what I thought I needed with me. And all they did was talk to me and send me home. They said, come back tomorrow. Trying to make it as inconvenient as possible. Yeah. And so I come back the next night. And then for the next several weeks and months, they, they literally just beat the hell out of me. I, I can't describe <laughs> it any other way. And, you know, you, you would run the ropes until you just had black stripes on your back where you were bruised, you know, and you do flat back bump after bump after bump after bump, you know, and it was just, it was torture. I mean, yeah. and, and, but I, I just got out of the Marine Corps and I had that mentality. I was like, there, there's no way I'm going to let them break me. Right. Now, like I've played the game with the best of them. I can play the game with these guys. And I can remember getting aggravated because I was like, one of these nights, I'm going to lose my cool and I'm going to smack the crap out of one of these guys because I'm tired of coming <laughs> and get my ass kicked multiple nights a week. So after, after several weeks went by, I walk in one night and they, they look at me and they said, now we're going to teach you to work. I'm like, what do you mean teach me to work? What, what are you talking about? I, I didn't, they hadn't even like opened up the lingo, right? You know, mm-hmm. and then they started really training me. And uh, honestly, from that point on has just, I, I've been one of the most fortunate people, you know, in this business. Funny story about um, the first guy that I met that I really wanted to smack when I got there. I ended up being the best man in his wedding. He, he was one of my very best friends. To, you know, he's just, we're, we're extremely close. We ended up being tag team partners um, uh, for years, traveled together, roomed together. And, uh, but on a side note of that, we've been friends for about nine months and somebody called him by his real name. And I go, that's your name? He never even told me what his name was. And I'm like, you know, just beside the work name. So it was, you know, people kept as much protection around it as they could. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, that's, that's how, you know, the St. Louis side of it started, you know, getting into the business and ended up traveling around the Midwest, 
uh, predominantly for, you know, there at the beginning. And then we got a call that uh, they were starting a new company and it was World Legion Wrestling. It was predecessor to World League Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, Carl Lauer was involved, uh, Dave Marquez, and um, got a call. They handpicked guys from out of the Midwest and all over. And then there was some pretty direct communication with some of the big, the bigger companies at the time. So we were using a lot of their people as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I that was one of those kind of the first time I thought, man, I, I've made it. You know, you're walking in and I'm scheduled to work with the Iron Sheik. And then I got Butch Reed later and I got this guy, you know, and names like that. And, man, it was going good. And uh, as the wrestling world does, it, it shocks you sometimes. But several months into it, it, you get a call and say, hey, it's over. It shut down. Wow. Yeah, you know, I was like, you know, what do you mean we shut down? And yeah, like I said, you know, Harley had been involved with the company, and uh, you know, I one of the first times I saw him, you know, uh, I went up and shared the story about growing mm-hmm. up with O'Connor and the picture. So you know, trying to get it in, right? <laughs> you know, trying to find a common yeah. ground, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then. And, and then also not to completely mark out because it was Harley race. I mean, right. um, you know, in my opinion, definitely one of the faces on the rush more of wrestling, you know? Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And, and, and so, you know, after it shut down, there was kind of that deflation, you know, you're just like, Oh man, that's, that was probably the best chance I was going to get, you know, and a couple months passed and uh, my phone rings still everybody had you know regular phones in their house instead of in their pocket you know and i i pick up the phone and it's it's harley race on the other end and he said uh i'm starting a company it's gonna be world league wrestling and uh i want you to come work for me and i said absolutely you know i'm there And, and that that was the beginning of a um friendship that lasted until harley race passed away and uh, and actually, that period, um, I made friendships uh, that have lasted my entire life. Uh, you know, just a Steve Fender, a superstar Steve. I remember the first day he walked in. You know, he 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 was the I want to be a wrestler guy. Yeah. Uh, Trevor Murdoch. You know, Trevor used to ride with me to shows before he was old enough to have a driver's license in the state of Missouri, wow. not a wrestling license, but a driver's license to get to the show. Uh, Haku. Um, though he's one of my, my biggest rival, you know, that's the big battle every year, you know, is with, with Haku. Uh, but I developed a, a relationship with him that is, that I wouldn't trade for anything. Um, yeah. Barbar- the barbarian, uh, is another one. And, uh, there were just so many friendships and opportunities that came during that time frame with Harley. Mm-hmm. Just, um, I, I wouldn't trade for anything. And, you know, probably the, well, there's no probably to it. Uh, the, the relationship that I established with him, mm-hmm. um, we, we became very close uh, to the point that if they were coming to the side of the state, they would stay here. Uh, at our home oh. with my wife and oh. family, Harley and BJ would stay here and we would stay at their house and 
we'd go down to the lake to go out on the boat with them. And usually anytime if we were traveling, you know, with WLW, I would drive to his house, park my vehicle, ride with him and come back, stay at his house, ride to the next show. You know, I, I tell everybody, I was like, I, I knew how to wrestle when I got there. I could, yeah. I knew how to do a match, obtained a PhD in wrestling, you know, mm-hmm. from Harley Race that you can't put a, you can't put a price tag on it. Yeah, he was one of the greats, no doubt. He, uh, I remember a story with him. I went to one of his shows, uh, 2012, I want to say, in Springfield. First one I ever went to. He was sitting in the truck. I had his uh, action figure on my in, my in a bag. I was going to have him sign it. And I will walk you, past that truck. And you I didn't just call said, it a doll, did you? No, I said action figure. <laughs> But okay, okay, because he would have got uh, you. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, and uh, I walked past and I just pointed to the truck and I told my wife, Hey, that's that's Harley Race. And I didn't want to bug him, you know, so we just kept walking. He rolled down his window and asked me to come over to his truck. He asked me my name and I told him, and he goes, What do you got in the bag? I said, Well, it's an action figure. I said, But I'll wait till you're inside. I don't want to bother you. This is, you know, I know you got a lot of stuff going on. And he goes, oh, oh, go, I'll, I'll sign it right now. Here, hand it to me. I hand it to him. I hand him a marker. Mm-hmm. He signed it eight times, world champion, Harley Race. Handed it back to me, and I said, thank mm-hmm. you very much. And uh, just a world-class guy, just very down-to-earth. And, and uh, yeah. I can tell you, yeah, I, I can tell you from personal experience, you know, the, like I said, the, the off time, not at wrestling shows that we spent together, but the personal time, you know, mm-hmm. friendship, you know, going to the boat, love to gamble. Him and BJ love to gamble. You know, you'd be sitting there playing cards at the table. Yeah. And inevitably the crowd would start to gather because it's somebody would recognize who it was. Wait, and then you'd yeah. start hearing the whispers. And I've never seen him turn anyone away. Uh, yeah. There was one night they were staying here at the house. And uh, we went locally for dinner and I uh, was sitting at the dinner table and uh, guy walks up. I mean, you know, the right in the middle of the dinner and says, you know, Harley race. He said, you know, and he told him what he meant to him and all the, you know, all the things. And this guy was a huge wrestling fan. And Harley talked to him, shook his hand, signed an autograph and uh, talked as long as the guy wanted to talk. Right. And then when yeah. the guy finally walked away, you know, I, I asked Harley, uh, um, I said, does that ever bother you? You know, that because I, I by this point, him and I had been many, 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 many places together. And it happened every time, you know, and I yeah. said, does that ever bother you? And he said, he said, it'll bother me when they stop. And I went, got it. And that was one yeah. of those that is one of those life lessons. That's one of those pro wrestling lessons that, you know, that you write down and go from the words of Harley Race, because, I mean, that's the thing, you know, guys that want a big shot, people or don't have time to talk to people or whatever. Guess what, guys? Unless those people come through that door, unless those people support our product, you're nobody. I mean, are you yeah. going to be a wrestler at your house? You know? You know yeah. No, you're right. We're there because of the people. And so, I mean, it's just, and that's why I say those little things that you learned about the business and about life and about carrying yourself from being around Harley. It, yeah. it was one of those, he, 
he didn't have to give you, hey, this is a life lesson, write it down. All you had to do was watch him and, and mm-hmm. just, just follow his lead, and, and you were going to learn. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard uh, nothing but great things about him. I know he's got some crazy stories about his driving, like you said, but as far as a mentor <laughs> and a person to learn from, yeah, he's yeah, I've heard a lot of stories about that. Uh, but mentorship uh, and, and, and guiding you the right way, yeah, no doubt. Heck of a guy. Yeah, so. absolutely. 100%. And, yeah. and, and, the, and the stories about the driving, it's true. Hey, everyone. This is Brian Ferguson, the host of Bumps and Thumps, the talk of wrestling. We are on here today because of you, viewers and watchers like you. In order to continue the podcast, we need to monetize our YouTube channel so we can get guests on that require financial compensation. That's where viewers like you come in. If you subscribe today, we can get that number up to 1,000. And as an incentive, the 1,000 subscriber will receive a free t-shirt just like this and receive a book from the legendary George Shire on his Minnesota golden age of wrestling from Vern Gagne to the Road Warriors, signed by George Shire himself. So please get on there, tell your friends to subscribe today. And when you hit that 1000 mark, you're going to get a t-shirt like this. I'm going to reach out to you. You're going to be coming on the show as a guest and receive that book, the Minnesota's Golden Age of Wrestling from Vern Gagne of the Road Warriors, signed by George Shire. So get on there today, subscribe, and please enjoy the podcast. It, yeah. <laughs> Quick story on that. We're, we're, we're in Rolla, Missouri one night. And so we did a show in Rolla. And then the next day we were in Springfield. What is that, an hour and a half drive? An hour and a half, two hours. hours. Yeah, depending. You know, yeah. from Rolla to Springfield. Yeah. So that we had a, there was a blizzard that night. There was a whiteout. And it was one of those <sighs> where even the tow trucks were wrecked. And so it, it, it took me, and my brother was with me, took almost eight hours to get from Rolla to Springfield. Okay. Oh wow. Well, about halfway through that trip, this 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 minivan blows by me like it's seventy, like we're doing like seven, and there (laughs) here comes this van like seventy. I told my brother, I said, "You'll see this idiot dead up here in the ditch." I said, "This is going to be bad." So we get to Springfield, get to the hotel, and uh, my room. And as I'm walking to my room, I look at my brother. I said. There's that van. That's that van that passed us out there. And he goes, I wonder where he's staying at. And I said, who knows, you know, knock on the door. You know, I, I call Harley and I say, hey, where, you know, where are you at? I'm going to come down to your room. And he's like, down here, I go down and the van's parked right outside your room. And I go, were you driving that? He goes, yeah, why? And I go, because you passed me like we we're driving in July. You know, it's it, I, crazy. I mean, I, I can't even. Unless you experienced it, it's yeah. it's hard to describe what it was like in the passenger seat as he drove. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I've heard stories. You know, Dennis, if we could, uh, you worked uh, not just in Southern Illinois. You worked in World League Wrestling, World Legion. Uh, have you ever been a part of a WWE or, or any other big show? I mean, some guys are like fill-in sometimes. Have you ever done anything like that? Mm-hmm. 
So besides, yeah. you know, those the local ones there, wrestled all over Arkansas, all over Tennessee, Oklahoma, okay, Illinois, Iowa, um, you know, that area. But when we worked for Harley, we would get called to go come in and do dark matches. So I had a handful of those, you know, okay. uh, I, I say a handful of matches, handful of handful of bookings. So um, got to do a Monday Night Raw here in St. Louis. Um, okay. Booked for SmackDown in Kansas City. Me and Trevor were booked matches. The way that worked at that time, and mm-hmm. I don't know if it's still the same. I assume that it probably is. Is they'll contact you know people in the area or whatever, and especially with Harley, and um, they'd book you. And sometimes you'd show up and you'd go have a match. You know it was great. I got to do one in St. Louis. You know walk down on a Monday. You know see yourself up on the Titantron and the whole bit. It was great. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, the, the Monday Night Raw that uh, Trevor and I were booked for down in Jonesboro. Um, we're sitting there and waiting to see, uh, you know, who we we're going to work with that evening or whatever. Randy Orton walked by and I've known Randy since he was literally in high school because I wrestled his dad countless times. Mm-hmm. And uh, Randy recognized me. Hey, you know, he said, hey, you know, how you doing? Good to see you, Denny. And he said, I got two buddies I want you to meet. Uh, it was Brock Lesnar and Batista. Uh, they were all oh, up wow. at uh, OVW at the time. Mm-hmm. And so they brought them over and introduced me to them. And Because they brought in the OVW guys, who at the time was kind of like the, uh, I don't want to say the farm system for the WWE, but, I mean, those were the guys that were looking at for developmental contracts and stuff like yeah. that. So you were in there as an un- uncontracted person. Um, so if anybody else showed up or they brought in, you know, there's always a plethora of talent that's there that Uh to fill in for whatever they may need or whatever may arise. But I mean, you still, you go through catering, you still get all the, (laughs) everything, just like you work, you still get paid, you know, and you get the same amount. And so it was, it was, it was always good, you know, anytime that they would call and it was, you know, I always liking it to uh you know kind of alice in wonderland you know, getting to step through that and see what it was like and That's you know cool. it was and, and larry madisick uh, larry madisick and harley race both told me we talked and they said uh, you know you, you had bad timing and i said what do you mean i had bad bad timing you know I, I, that's timing's everything in wrestling you know and they're like no we, we're talking about your your age and oh. you know come, come along in 90 in 1994 the territory days weren't completely dead but they were on the final stages of hospice at that point you know and then you know we harley brought in um some representatives from wcw and had tryouts with them and they were like man like what you do we want to talk to you same thing developmental deal and vince buys wcw you know and it was kind (laughs) of you know ecw had been during that era and so yeah. it was like every, every every time you got close, you know, the door got shut because why would pay you pay me money to develop me when you just picked up a hundred established people, yeah. you know? And so that's what they meant by the timing. You know, we, we came in, I looked at myself and Gary Jackson and Ron Powers, you know, some guys from this area here that got to go and do so many things and yeah. in so many places with, you know, that was the thing. I would spend all weekend 
working with these guys and on Monday night they would be on television, you know, I'd still be in Missouri and they'd be wherever, you know, and it was just one of those fell in the middle there and it made it uh, very, it was very frustrating. Um, yeah, because I I had actually walked away from the business from a period of time in the early 2000s. Really, at that point, I'd become so frustrated with it because it was like yeah. you continuously chased the carrot, and you, and you were you were never never going to get it, you yeah. know. And uh, but for the for the opportunities, I, the the first. Uh, first time I got, it was WWF at the time. The first time I got to work for him, um, Harley calls me. I'd worked midnight shift. I was a police officer. Pick up, he wakes me up, you know, and, uh, he's like, are you sleeping? And I'm like, Harley, you, you know, I work midnight. <laughs> it's like nine o'clock in the morning. Yes. I'm still sleeping, you know, and it's like, uh, he's it, like, uh, WWF's in town on Monday. This is like on a Thursday. And he says, uh, you want to work? And in my, the fogginess of sleeping, I, I was thinking, they said, you want to go? You know, just wanting to know if I wanted to go to the show because a lot of times him and BJ and me and my wife would go with them and we'd go in and talk to all the boys. And I said, yeah, good. Click. <laughs> and he didn't say, do you want to go? He said, do you want to work? And, you know, so now I'm wide awake. And uh, about five minutes after that, the phone rings and it's BJ. It's Harley's wife. And she's like, we thought you'd be a little bit more excited than that. I said, I just realized what you actually said to me. I said, I, yeah. I, yes, uh, I'm, I'm extremely excited and I'm extremely, you know, thank you. And, uh, and, and the match went good. I mean, had, had a good match. Um, had, got to confront Sergeant Slaughter at the time because I was the drill instructor. And as soon as I, ah. after they played a rib with the Undertaker, on me as soon as I, as soon as I walk through the door, because you got to be there early in the afternoon. And I walk in, I see some of the boys. So like I said, you know, we, I knew most of them because they travel. They would come out and work for Harley, and you know, we made connections yeah. and um, walk in. They're like, you know, first of all, they're saying, "Hey, Slaughter, you know, your boys here and all this," because I'm doing this Marine DI, and uh, they said locker rooms in here. And so I open this door up and I'm in a room that is like the size of a broom closet times two. <laughs> and there sits the undertaker and he stands up and it's his, it, 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 it's his personal locker room. Right. And he goes, sticks his hand out and he says, Mark Galloway, the undertaker. And I said, you know, Dennis McCall is the drill instructor. Like, whatever. <laughs> you, know, you know, he said, you're welcome to stay. He goes, let me guess, all the boys sent you in here? I said, yeah. And he says, uh, you're about the eighth guy they've done that to. And I said, well, they got me too. <laughs> he goes, well, you can stay. And I'm like, no, thanks. You know, and, you know, and then, you know, then I had the, 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 the talk with Slaughter. He asked me, he's like, you know, do you use the name Slaughter? And I said, no. And he says, were you a Marine? I said, yeah, I'm a combat veteran. I'm a Marine. And he said, well, I'm going to watch you. You know, went out and had my match at night, and he came back. back and it was great because it was in St. Louis, and I was known in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like the typical dark Mac, dark Mac I was known in. That's where I started at. And uh, mm-hmm. so I got a good reaction, and when I came back to the curtain, he's like, 
fantastic. Use the gimmick, man. I said, well, if I can have half the success you did, I'll, I'll be pretty happy about it. Yeah. You know, but, uh, so yeah, I mean, the, the, those times of getting to go do those things, I mean, it, it was, it was fantastic, you know, uh, and it's, it's one of those, you know, not everybody gets to do that. You know, there no. isn't, yeah. you know, there, that isn't just a, a, a very common thing for people to do. I mean, it's kind of like getting, you know, I always say I got to go up and pitch one inning for the Cardinals. You know, it was, it was kind of, you know, I got to go in and do it. And, you know, it just, yeah. You know, if I, if I could have been about 10 years younger or 10 years older, it'd been a whole different story, maybe, you know. Uh, but, uh, you know, that was the, it, it was a wrestling, it, it was great because it was a high point in wrestling at the time because wrestling, you know, there's peaks and valleys with the business. And yeah. during that time, I mean, wrestling was hot. I mean, it was, yeah. it, it was such a fun, and you're kind of seeing that again now. Wrestling's hot again. And, uh, yeah. it, it's a fun business. Uh, it's a fun it business is. to be in. And I'm glad you brought that up, Dennis, because, you know, I think for a lot of the years, you know, all the indie shows that are coming back, you know, you guys, mid-states, it's it's coming back. It's it's rolling. It's great to see that, and it's wonderful that that recognition, those indies are now starting to get back where they need to be. So, no, I, it, it really is. Um. I, I, the internet, social media has helped with that as much as I feel that it's hurt the business in a lot of ways. Um, I guess that's the old, you know, crusty veteran in me there, but it, it's helped a lot too, because there's a, you know, a whole another market that's out there that now is exposed, you know? Yeah. If this was 25 years ago, but when I first started to see it, you know, whether it's Missouri, Illinois, Arkansas, Tennessee, what have you. Now, um, like when I go to CAC, I got out of the taxi this year or the Uber from the airport, stepped out, and a guy was standing right there, and he goes, I've been I've been waiting for you. He said, I was too scared to ask for your autograph last year, but I'm asking mm -hmm. this year. And this guy was from Canada. And he says, I watch SICW yeah. every Sunday night. You know, and that that's what I try to take back, you know, to the locker room at, at SICW, and we, we encourage everybody to go. I said, there's people all over the, you know, they're watching you. They're, mm -hmm. they're following what we do. And it's, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know, the, the territory days will never come back. I don't think the way that the territory days were. In the past, it's what you're seeing. It's kind of a new version of those territory days. And when you get guys like Herb Simmons, mm -hmm. Jason Jones, uh, Austin Bayless up in Iowa, you know, I up and work for Austin. You know, you draw a circle the area, and those guys can run once a month, every 15 minutes from home. They're traveling around. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's basically a territory, you know, and yeah, I, I'm, I'm tickled to death, you know, even, even though I'm getting into the, the the sunset of however long this will last for me um, yeah. it, it's great to see yeah 100% agree I really think 
it's rejuvenated in the last, I'd say, especially four or five years, uh, you know, with the, with the internet, you know, I think it, you were right when you say it was kind of a mm -hmm. curse, but now I think with, with how you do it too, you know, if you put on a good product, they're going to cut, they're going to watch. They're going to come out right. and watch you. They're going to watch it on TV. If it's on TV or it's on YouTube or whatever, they're going to watch it. And that's, you know, when I saw right. you guys last year down at, uh, at Springfield and I had already met her before, but mm -hmm. I started watching it more your guys's product, Jason's product, mm. and it, it is it, it's so good. It really is, and and I wish, and hopefully this will get out. You know, I'll Thank put you. all the links and stuff down there. It's so good. You guys mm. put on such a good program and wrestling card uh, that it's not it's not like the days where it looked like it was in a in a. I don't want to be mean here, but like a carnival. You know what I mean? It, it's it's a, it's actually a show. It's actually a card. It actually you actually look right like you want to beat the crap out of the, your opponent. You don't right. You 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 know what I mean? I mean it's 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 the way it used to be. You know, you guys you come out of the yeah. You I, come across when you come out of the curtain, you're a Tillicon. Mm -hmm. You go in there, you you scratch right. his face up or whatever you're doing. <laughs> And it's, 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 yeah, I just can't describe it. I just feel like I'm back when I was a little kid in the, in the, you know, or a teenager in the eighties watching, you know, uh, old school NWA, AWA, mm -hmm. uh, and all that. And that's what sure. it feels like. Again. That's why I think people are coming back to it because it feels like that again. Yeah. I, I, com I, I completely agree with that. Um, you know, that was, you know, the, the people that are, you know, from our age, our demographic, you know, we grew up watching, you know, that 70s and 80s, like you said, mm -hmm. the NWA. I mean, when Harley Race went to the ring, man, you could tell that guy was tougher nails, right? I mean, you just yeah. knew he was tough. You know, yeah. you look at a bruiser Brody, yeah. you know, in my mind, that's what a professional wrestler looks like. I mean, here yeah. was this beast, you know, the first match I ever saw live was, Bruiser Brody versus Ric Flair at the Checker Dome in St. Louis. And that was then I was 11 years old. And I'll never forget that's the night I said, I want to be a pro wrestler. <laughs> you know, that was that was the first time yeah. I said, that's what I want to do. And I want to look like Brody. You know, I want to be that yeah. guy. And I think it's, and, and, and I'm not going to bash any of the new product today. I'll just don't watch. I, I don't personally watch the new product. Yeah. You'll, you'll find me on YouTube watching classic wrestling, you know, pulling up wrestling at the chase and, uh Memphis wrestling and you know and some of the the 80s stuff when the guys would go to Japan with those you know Brody and Hanson matches and stuff yeah. like that and I mean yeah and it, it the the business was so guarded then it, you know I I always say that there there's a place in the wrestling business for everybody but mm -hmm. that doesn't mean everybody is going to be an in-ring performer right. and we've gotten to a point where, in my opinion, it's too easy to get into the business. Uh, and I think it's watered down the product in a lot of areas. Yeah. Um, I'm still very protective of, you know, of that. 
of, of the level of that. And I mean, um, you know, so, but I do think that's why we're seeing that resurgence. I think people, they miss, they miss what yeah. we, we miss what we grew up on. Yeah. Totally agree. I mean, you think about it. I mean, now it's, it's coming back to where it's, you feel like it's legit. Like you actually cannot stand your opponent. It's not just you're in the ring and then you're riding <laughs> in. The... Well, you know what I mean? Like right. in WWE, and I'm not, I'm not bashing, but that's just the way that sure. it, it went. It, it just, okay, we fight in the ring a little bit and then we shake hands. Everybody sees us outside the ring and we're, we're off and we're together. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, uh, it's becoming, and we're on Instagram together and everything else. We're on Instagram you know. together, holding, you know, yeah. And it's now it's it's coming back. Right. I think it's going full circle, which is great because mm -hmm. like I, I don't know if I told you this. My grandson and I were at that show and he saw your eyeballs when they were that bright blue, and he was and he's he's eleven years old and he was <laughs> terrified. He's like, pop up! I don't want to go near that guy. I said, he ain't gonna do anything, to you, buddy. He, he, you're with me. He's gonna be. He ain't gonna come near you. Don't worry. He's not gonna hurt you. And he's like, okay, okay. Pop up! Don't let him come near. I, buddy, he won't. Don't worry. <laughs> you know, I, it, it's. I, I get a kick out of those stories. I love those. I, I make kids cry every month when I see them. You know, I, it should be an insult to some people, but the, but. Johnny Valentine had, had a great quote, and you may have seen it before. I don't, I don't know, but he said, I can't make you leave pro wrestling is real, mm -hmm. but I can make you believe that I'm real. When people work with me and they're like, we can throw this comedy spot, and I'm like, I, I don't do comedy. <laughs> and they're like, oh, okay. And I'm like, I... <laughs> did you ever see Brody do comedy? Have you ever seen Abdullah the Butcher or Harley Race do comedy? I'm like, no. I don't do comedy. And the the whole idea behind Attila, even the name, I took Attila, you know, Attila the Hunter, Genghis Khan, two of the most violent, evil men in the history of the world, and I put them together. That's how we got Attila yeah. Khan. And the whole purpose behind that was to bring back that, and that's how I pitched it to Larry Herb when I said, you know, I don't look like the DI anymore. I don't move like the DI. I got too many pins, plates, and screws, and certain surgeries you know yeah. to do that but I said what I want to be just an absolute monster I said I want to be the one that people hate I want the kids to cry and I I, I want to that I want to bring back that realistic you know we know there's good guys there's bad guys but that guy scares me yeah and, and that's that's what I that is the whole idea uh, behind yeah. the the character of Attila, you know that there's yeah. just no no bottom to the depth that he will go to yeah. do something. Yeah, uh, I tell you, it, when I saw you, you reminded me of 1980s, probably 83, 84 in the AWA when they had the Sheiks, when they had Adnan Neil Casey, Crusher Blackwell, and Ken Patera. That's ex and you're like the combination of all three of those sure. guys in mm -hmm. one. You have that mean streak. You don't you, you don't say nothing, but you have that mean streak mm -hmm. and that look and that and that killer, I guess, uh, killer instinct. And that's what I loved. I was like, 
man, if this was 30 years ago, 35 years ago, you know, as a kid, I was just like, <laughs> oh, this is great. I loved it. And, and that's what it reminded me of. It brought me back to when I was a teenager. And I felt like yeah. I was 13 or 14 years old again. And that's, that's the whole purpose. Well, you did it. And I will say <laughs> that, that that's, I, you did it. You've done it, I should say. And, and I'm so I, glad I, I'm close enough to where I can drive up there in the next few months and watch you guys again up in St. Louis. Um, oh, I'm so excited. And we, we have some. We have some great stuff coming up this year. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, 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 let's talk about that a little bit. Let's talk about Stay some, tuned as well. Say okay. 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 I'll take that. Sure. Bruiser Brody Memorial. We're going to talk. Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about both some other events, Dennis, outside of this. You were uh, mm -hmm. inducted with Herb in the, the Midwest Independent Wrestling Hall of Fame. What was that like for yes. you? Yes. What was that like for you? It. Uh, very humbling uh, because yeah. you're, you're voted on by, by the prior inductees. So it's, it's other workers. It's, it's the boys, that, you know, that have been in the business that have received that honor and um, to, to be recognized, you know, cause honestly, you know, I don't know if it sounds cliche or not. I mean, when I started in the business, I, I never dreamed that I would be a hall of famer. You know, at the end of the deal, you know, and I'm like, yeah, I just went out doing something I love to do and perform. And when I got the call and said, hey, you've been selected for this year, uh, it was a unanimous vote. Uh, there was no dissension on any of the voting. It was 100 percent across the board. And wow. we want to make you a member of the Hall of Fame. It, it was very humbling. And, and the opportunity to go, go with her, because like I said, her. Herb was there literally my first days in the business. So it was just a, a you know, it, I, I joked when, during the speech, I said, you know, I guess if you stay around long enough, they think, you know what you're doing. So, you know, they, they recognize, you know, and, but, but, you know, all joking aside, you know, when Harley races hall of fame speech, he said, you know, there's no greater place on the earth than under those lights. And mm -hmm. I really, can relate to that because to to be able to crawl through those ropes you know come out that curtain crawl through those ropes and do something you absolutely love to do and I've been blessed you know like I said for 20 I'm starting my 29th year you know I've, I've been doing this longer than most of the guys in the locker room have been alive yeah. <laughs> and some days it feels like it whoo but, I was gonna uh, say you probably take some bumps and bruises and and I'm sure you're in some pain after a match you know with all those years you know it takes a grind oh, yeah. yeah that's amazing it, okay it, well one, it, one, it really does one, I can tell you I, yeah. I was gonna say just a you know if you wanted to run down I, I couldn't tell you how many concussions broken noses the nose has been rebuilt three reconstructed shoulder surgeries I have a total of 13 titanium anchors between my two shoulders eight in my left five in my right I have no labrum in the left shoulder anymore the, t the anchors hold it in uh, two years ago, I uh, went in, woke up, couldn't move. C2 through C7, and my neck was herniated. Uh, C5, C6, it exploded and was pinching into the nerves inside my spinal column. And so they removed a disc, uh, two screws, a 
cadaver bone and a titanium plate in my neck. And uh, the doctor said, you got any questions? And I said, two. I said, how much of my beard are you going to cut off? And when can I get back in the ring? And he <laughs> said, as little as possible in six months. I was back in in four months. But yeah, yeah it, it people would people would be amazed what the, the what your body goes through. Yeah, I really think, uh, especially now, I think people really don't. I think it's getting better, but I really think people think it's just all, it, you know, it predetermined. But I'm also saying they don't think you're doing a lot of stuff in there, and you are. I mean, if you really go to a live match and you pay right. attention, and when you get whipped into those ropes, even getting whipped into the rope, you're mm -hmm skin is getting you can hear it and one and it, it, you eventually build up a resistance callus whatever you want to call it to those because right. you whip into those ropes it's it you're leaving marks you get hit on that mat yes it bounces a little bit but you're still feeling it you know it, it's it's a lot of a lot of and i'm just outside i've never been in the ring as a as anything other than getting up maybe getting an yeah. i've never been in there you have Obviously, you tell us all these nooks and crannies and pains you've been through, sure. and I, I applaud you for that, sir, because I'll tell you what, I mean, that's a lot of pain and still doing it. I'm going to say you must have one hell of a health insurance plan. Because... Still doing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's but... pretty good. Yeah, it's... Uh... You know, I, I always tell people, I said, you know, if you think it's easy, I said, come in here. I said, I'll pick you up over my head. I'm going to throw you down on your back. I said, if that doesn't hurt, tell me how you did it because I'm going to start doing it your way because you've now defied yeah. gravity. You know, I yeah. want to know how you do that. And yeah. I've told people, hit the hit the ropes. You know, inside those ropes is, is a steel cable. That's what's inside yep. there is a steel cable. You yeah. know, and you, you're, you hit that full speed with your side and your back. I've seen guys, trainees, the first time they hit the ropes and crumple right there on the first one because it feels like three, well, it's three steel cables across your back. Yeah. And they're not expecting it. They're like, oh, my God, what, what, what was that? Welcome to wrestling. Yeah. It's not bad. You know, <laughs> no. And you got to learn how to fall correctly, you know, slam correctly, land correctly, because if you don't, you're going to get hurt. And like Vern Gagne said, if you yes. don't know how to, if you don't know how to land, if you don't know how to fall, you're not going to eat because you're going to be hurt. And uh, that's it. Yeah. Right. And I, I, again, Dennis, I applaud you for 29 years of doing this and all those surgeries and injuries you've had and, and are still going. And I, I tell you, I saw you in last September, early October in Las Vegas. And you look fantastic. I mean, for all the nicks and, and bruises, yeah, you look you. fantastic. And and uh, I'm looking forward to. Uh, I'm gonna be up there in May. I'm a. I won't. I won't bother you while you're at Tillicon. I'll get you during the day during the Bruiser Brody stuff, and you know we'll we'll chat if we if you have time. So go ahead. Go back to CAC. Yeah, I'm Are gonna try. Going to yeah. Yeah, I, I uh, my wife and I have been Next talking year? about it right now. Yeah, we're talking about it. We we want to. It's a month earlier, uh, so we're trying to see what we can do. I think 
99.9, we're probably going to be there. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely be at the Bruiser Brody Memorial, though. I will be. She won't, but I will be. And uh, one more question. I'll let you go. Uh, what are you up to now? Is there anything coming mm -hmm. up in the next month or two for matches for you or events? Sure. Um, we're going to be pretty busy. We're um, With SICW, we've got a big one coming up in March at the, at the Shrine Mosque in East St. Louis. Uh, Tony Atlas will be there. Bob Orton okay. will be there. Uh, February, we kick off our initial show at uh, at the Belclair Fairgrounds for our monthly house show that we're going to run. And uh, that rolls into, um, like you already mentioned, the Bruiser Brody in May. Uh, yep. But in between now and in in June, I'll be up uh, for Austin Bayless up in Iowa. And you'll probably see me back around with the Space Cowboy with uh, – with this right. company, uh, you'll see me out with New Breed Wrestling, with Scotty okay. Z, and you'll see me with ACW out there with Searcher as well. It's a, uh, it's it's a busy schedule here over the next six months. It sounds like exciting times too, and I'm so glad that these these independents are really starting to come back and 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 come back with some vengeance, and I'm so happy. Dennis McCause, a also the ring name Attila Khan. Thank you, sir, for coming <laughs> on tonight. I really appreciate it. And folks, uh, I'll have his social media uh, at SICW's New Breed Mid States. All that information down in the in the description below. And uh, one more time, ladies and gentlemen, Dennis McCause, Attila Khan, sir. Thank you again for coming on. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. And folks, if you're watching, thank you. If you're listening, thank you. And if you haven't subscribed, please do so, and we will talk to you soon. Hey, this is a Total Package, Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Hey, guys, before we get started, I just wanted to read this commercial because it's an agreement that we made with a really great podcast, and I want to tell you guys all about it. Pro Wrestling Interviews, it features guests who are hot indie stars as well as the greats of the ring. Each week, you can join the amazing Velvet, as well as Dr. John, as they host this jam-packed hour of interviews, pro wrestling news, and entertaining guests. It's an hour you don't want to miss. Trust me, you don't want to miss it. Every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern, just go to ProWrestlingInterviews.com, and it'll take you to their Facebook page where you can get the custom podcast link for that week. Don't miss a second of Pro Wrestling Interviews. That's Sunday nights, 9 Eastern, Pro Wrestling Interviews. Com. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are. And we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Yo, this is Jerry Stags of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts, and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. 
VOC Nation hosts will include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOCNation. Bill After has been in the pro wrestling business for over 50 years. Hey, talking here with uh, Arn Anderson. Arn, first of all, your height and weight. 6'1", 255. And now subscribers to VOC Nation Premium get exclusive access to Bill After's archived audio footage. And uh, where's your hometown? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, and uh, give us something about your back. First of all, your relationship to Ole Anderson. Ole is my Subscription to VOC Nation Premium starts at just $3 a month and includes commercial-free audio and video versions of our top podcasts. Okay, we're speaking here with uh, the manager of the World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Tarzan Tyler and Luke Graham, and he's, uh, he's sort of glowing tonight about a new prospect we haven't heard of yet. And for just $9 a month, Aptor's archives are all yours. Uh, would you tell us who this new prospect is? Well, I'll is? tell you, Bill, I've searched the world, and I finally <laughs> found the true world champion. I finally found... What's your opinion of uh, Ivan Koloff winning the title from Bruno San Martino? Well, I think... Uh, I don't know what to say, but I, I want to say one thing. Bruno was a hell of a champion. Hear exclusive interviews with the greatest performers of all time. This is Bill After, and once again, we're speaking here with... Bruno San Martino. Bruno, first of all, how did you and Bruiser lose that title to the Valiants? Well, actually, it, it was a, a, a very unusual loss, if you want to call it a did loss. Did didn't have anything to do with this? Well, yes, but the whole thing is this. That the rules, as I always understood them, was that you, the title could only be lost by pin or, or submission, which is the same rules as uh, my title, the World War Wrestling Federation. That night, uh, it was... To sign up, it's very simple. Head to premium.vocnation.com or go to patreon.com slash vocnation. VOC Nation takes you behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. 